we have these crossroads. And you know, either way you choose, your life is going to be different. The universe doesn't exist, but God thinks it does. We have to stop consuming our culture. We have to create culture. Stupidity has a definite evolutionary function. I am all for abolishing stupidity, but before it goes, we should pay tribute to it. Hey, what's up, guys? Sequoia here. This episode comes with a bit of a mea culpa, a bit of a blunder on my part. The uh, day after we recorded this episode, my computer decided to shuffle off its mortal coil. And it turns out that it was on its way out before it left. So upon editing this episode, I discovered that there were stretches that were completely unlistenable because of glitches and just horrible stuff. But I've repaired it. There's still some artifacts left over, mostly towards the beginning and then a bit towards the end. Uh, and I had to cut out some stuff. I don't think I had to cut out much important information. I think the only thing that I did is that the specific document we're talking about comes from the CIA.gov reading room, and that's where you can find it if you type in the gateway experience at CIA.gov reading room. I think that should, if anything's not clear, well, nothing about this is clear, but that's how you can uh, follow along. Also, I had just come back from a long weekend playing electronic music and drinking with my band, so I sort of lost my ability to read. So enjoy that, but that's on me. Anyway, forgive me, and hope you enjoy the episode. Move now into your preparatory process, Willow. <laughs> okay. Um, First, your energy conversion box. Oh, Use okay. this. Next, follow with your resonant tuning. Oh, I'm lost. Then start your <laughs> affirmation, beginning, I am more than my physical oh, body. Because I am more than physical matter. See, you remember it because it is yours. It is your affirmation because your mind has imagined it. So it is yours. Oh, Jesus Christ. Well, I've had a weird go of it. Yeah, I know. I've had a weird fucking go of it. Tell me about it. Ah, oh, yeah, I'm fixing to. Oh, do we have to introduce ourselves? Yeah, we do. Sorry. Yeah. Hi, everybody. I'm Willow Truman. I'm Sequoia Kennedy. Welcome to the Nonsense Bazaar. Welcome to the Nonsense Bazaar. And we got some uh, bizarre nonsense for you today. Sure do. Sure do. So, in case you're wondering, what the, the nonsense I was just spitting, mm-hmm. it'll make sense in a second. <laughs> so, the document I'm talking about, it's the analysis of something called the Gateway Experience. Yes. Which... I have the document pulled up currently. Excellent. The CIA one. It's on the CIA reading room, but it's actually a document from U.S. Army Intelligence. I've definitely heard of the Gateway Experience, Gateway Process before, whatever you want to call yeah, it. Yeah, I feel like it, it has a bunch of like different names. Mm-hmm. But from my understanding of it, my first introduction to it was actually with this CIA document that I found. I think it was linked on Reddit somewhere like, oh, look, the, you know, whatever, whatever. So yeah. I open it up and I read it and I'm like, oh, holy shit. And then I look up the gateway experience and it's something that you can just pay money for and download. Like it's not a super top secret thing. They're right. not trying to hide it right, at right, all. Right. You can go get it and listen to it and go through it. Which I did. Which Sequoia did. And we'll get to that. What So this document is Department of the Army, U.S. Army Operational Group, U.S. Army Intelligence Security Command, Fort George G. Meade, Maryland, 20755. Oh, Subject. thank you. I was trying to figure out which state MD is. Yeah, Maryland. <laughs> yeah, okay. I mean, Maryland barely ever counts. So. I don't think there's any other one that could qualify for MD anyway. I was like, Minnesota? No. no Montana? No. no. Uh, no, no, Maryland. Maryland, yeah. So this is subject analysis and assessment of gateway process. So what this what this document is is uh, I believe it was this was written in eighty five. I want to say, oh, June 9th, nineteen eighty three. So between nineteen seventy five and nineteen seventy eight, the U.S. Army was sending people in their intelligence group to this place run by the Monroe Institute, where they would receive training in remote viewing, astral projection, what is now, you know, described as manifesting shit like that. Basically magic. I hate, like... I fucking hate it, too. I just can't even stand the word manifesting anymore. It It has no meaning anymore. I know. I apologize. It's okay. But people do understand, like, that's a thing you understand. Yes, yes, yes. You know. And the gateway process is a a sort of combination hypnosis, like self-hypnosis, sleep learning, but also uh, with 
auditory signals and the, yeah. the whole thing, you know, is hinged like on binaural beats. If you've ever heard of that yeah. listener. Yep. And uh, it was actually Bob Monroe from the Monroe Institute that invented binaural beats. Uh, no shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. So this is some of the first use of, of that. Mm -hmm. And if you don't know what binaural beats are, it's when you play two slightly different tones in each one of your ears and it creates a third phantom rhythm. Allegedly, it can induce the right. specific brainwave yeah. states associated with like that there's, rhythm. There's different binaural beat tracks. If you pluck it into YouTube, it'll come up with a bunch of different stuff like binaural beats for um, working out more. That's the one I need to listen to. <laughs> <laughs> but unfortunately, I don't know how, how well they work, but I guess you can tell us. Yeah, I... I have a binaural beats app. I'll use that um, for meditation sometimes. I'll just throw it in like, you know, theta waves or uh, alpha waves, depending on how deep I want to go. Right. And like, maybe it's psychosomatic, but it, it even if it is, it does, it's definitely helpful in getting into that like sort of focus state. Yeah. And, and I'm sure there would be a way to scientifically like measure um, if binaural beats change brain waves because yeah. that's something that is easily measured. Yeah. So I know the gateway experience and binaural beats both have to do with sort of like playing with the different hemispheres of your brain left and right and either taking them out of sync or putting them into sync and just yeah. sort of altering them. So one time when I was on acid, I had the brilliant idea that maybe I could achieve something like that with my brain by just putting ah. one contact lens in my left eye. <laughs> Like, oh, I'm going to, the left side of my brain is going to be so strong. I really thought that that would oh, work. Shit. Yeah. And then like, I tried it like with my, uh, and I put my glasses on top of like my one con, I was like trying to see maybe this will, it didn't, it gave me a headache. <laughs> so it did, it did yeah. have a physical effect on So I don't, I don't know if you can do that uh, with your eyes, but with your ears, different story. I, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so uh, yeah so i mean yeah the, the, you're, you're completely right about that the uh the gateway process uses something called patented hemisync technology which is a patented technology by the monroe institute to synchronize the different hemispheres of your brain and nowadays some people say that the hemispheres thing is bullshit but like Maybe some of it is, but I think there's still something to like the left side yeah, of your brain being the analytical, of lobes the right in your side, brain. Yeah, yeah, the right totally. side being the creative, free, you know, free associative side. And what makes this thing like more than just like some one-off, like because the the CIA and Army Intelligence they investigated everything that was even slightly might be weird. Right. Yeah. If there was any hint of it being kind of weird, they looked at it. Oh, right? yeah. They were trying to make cats into spies. They'll yeah. try anything. <laughs> they made dolphins into spies. There you go. Yeah. Army intelligence sent people to the gateway process in 1975 and then again in 1978. Mm -hmm. And then in 1983, they had this dude. What the hell is his name? Pee pee poo poo. Yep. Lieutenant Colonel Pee pee poo poo. <laughs> <laughs> Lieutenant Colonel Wayne M. McDonald. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, they uh, had him write up an analysis. And this document is like 26 fucking pages long. Actually, more so. It's huge. In it, Lieutenant Colonel Wayne C. McDonnell explains everything from quantum physics to the nature of consciousness to fucking how you would achieve the, the kundalini awakening to the true nature of God and the thing that the shape that ties the universe together with every piece of religious art ever made. And he just does this all in the name of explaining to his superiors. Yeah. Here's what this thing is that you asked for. Right. Here's what this thing is. Here, I'll read the, the first the first part of this. One, you tasked me to provide an assessment of the gateway experience in terms of its mechanics and ultimate practicality. As I set out to fulfill that tasking, it soon became clear that in order to assess the validity and practicality of the process, I needed to do enough supporting research and analysis to fully understand how and why the process works. Frankly, sir, that proved to be an extremely involved and difficult business. <laughs> Love it. Initially, based on conversations with a physician who took the gateway training with me, I had recourse to the biomedical models developed by Itzhak Bentov to obtain information concerning the physical aspects of the process. Then I found it necessary to delve into the various sources for information concerning quantum mechanics in order to be able to describe the nature and functioning of human consciousness. I had to be able to construct a scientifically valid and reasonably lucid model of how consciousness functions 
conditions under the influence of the brain hemisphere synchronization technique employed by Gateway. Once this was done, the next step involved recourse to theoretical physics in order to explain the oh character God. of the time-space dimension and the means by which expanded human consciousness transcends it in achieving Gateway's objectives. Finally, I again found it necessary to use physics to bring the whole phenomenon of out-of-body states into the language of physical science to remove the stigma of its occult connotations and put it in a frame of reference suited to objective assessment. It's like... Well, frankly, sir, that sounds like a frankly, lot of work. Sir. Yeah, dude, this motherfucker, he just like... Like, he had to <laughs> become like a little mini expert in all yeah. these different things just to explain this. He, he writes the most coherent and like coherent explanation of all the fucking spooky in the world and it's just like how, how'd you do it buddy he's just like well i just had a duty to lady liberty and president reagan like it, well basically <laughs> he's also like well i did this i learned about quantum mechanics and then from there i had to learn about you know this and then from there i had to learn about this to understand that it's like well, yeah yeah yep well and uh, in paragraph three which is they're all because it's army bullshit they're all marked you know, they're all numbered, yeah. just to be clear. Number three, uh, Niels Bohr, the renowned physicist, once responded to his son's complaints about the obtuse nature of certain concepts in physics by saying, and quote, you are not thinking, you are merely being logical. The physics of altered human consciousness deals with some conceptualizations that are not easily grasped or visualized exclusively in the context of ordinary left-brain linear thinking. So to borrow Dr. Bohr's mode of expression, parts of this paper will require not only logic, but a touch of right-brain intuitive insight to achieve a complete, comfortable grasp of the concepts involved. Yeah, some of this shit has no explanation. Like, good luck. I don't know. It's, dude. Like, it's, if it's for it's real. It's compelling, man. It like, is. And I have no reason to, like, I don't really doubt it. I haven't done it myself, so I'm not going to right. say whether or not it's um, real or not until I do, which right. I plan to. Well, I, I mean, not even, uh, I mean, just his, like, assessment of all this. Like, yeah. this document is, I think, like, one of the most coherent explanations of, like, spooky phenomenon yeah, I've I ever just, seen. Yeah, I just, I love that he mentions, like, listen. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna, I've done as much research as I can, but some of this, yeah, I relied on my intuition just because like what what do you want me to do <laughs> yeah. prove that you know i can travel with my mind through time yeah i'm going to show you that later on he he goes back and says that, you know paradoxically despite how i've you know gone to great lengths to remove the like occult stigma and connotations it does become necessary to come back and talk about how this impact on human belief systems and and yeah. shit like so it seems like at least he took this job very seriously mm -hmm. in doing love this. to see it yeah hell yeah so you know, what, like, what is the fucking gateway pro? Like, what is this dude actually going to experience? Right. What is the experience? Yeah. So the Monroe Institute's gateway experience is a combination of hypnosis and guided meditation that uses a patented method of audio engineering called hemisync to purportedly synchronize the hemispheres of the listener's brain, the analytic left side, and the symbolic creative right side. According to both the Monroe Institute and Army Intelligence's investigation of the technique, this hemisync technology can put people into deep, deep meditative trances where they can become unshackled from the stinky meat suit and learn psychic powers such as astral projection, remote viewing, and that other one I mentioned earlier. Hey, speak for yourself about the stinky meat suit, first of all. <laughs> <laughs> Mine, I got a stinky meat suit. It's Mine's fine. a little stinky, yeah. too, I'll admit. So, <laughs> so you know, usually it's a pretty anticlimactic whenever we get into this this type of stuff with CIA documents. Yeah, right. And shit. So what is it? Oh, you just sit with headphones on. Yeah. But that almost it makes it cooler how accessible. Yes. This process yeah. is actually. So we mentioned the Monroe Institute already, and this guy Bob Monroe. Uh, well, I'm going to give a brief overview of. I was going to say, how did he come to yeah, to I'm, be? I'm going to tell you. Yeah. Yeah. So Bob Monroe was a radio broadcasting executive in the 50s, just like making radio shows. Nice. His company, Ram Enterprises, produced nearly 30 popular entertainment radio programs. They were mostly like dramatic or quiz show type programs, which were popular then. Cool. But in 1956, he started the uh, research and development wing of Ram Enterprises to study the effect of human sound waves on the body. And he was also really into aviation and planes and, and stuff. Yeah. I think some of his programs. Huh. When we talk about the actual gateway programs, there's a lot of like weird terms and shit that he uses that's definitely just comes from his interest in, uh, you know, aircraft acronyms and yeah. shit. So that's interesting about the sound waves, because I'm sure the military is very interested in how sound waves affect people's bodies. Yes. They're probably thinking, hmm, we should, how about some infrasound weapons? You yeah, know, exactly. All that fun stuff. Exactly. 
So yeah, like I said, if you've ever heard of binaural beats, uh, this is the guy who invented binaural beats during uh, with Ram Enterprises, the, the R&D wing of Ram Enterprises. But primarily, Bob was interested in sleep learning, the idea that you could play a tape and like learn something while you slept, like your subconscious pick, like learn Spanish while you sleep, like shit like that, you know, related to like subliminal messaging programming and stuff. Mm-hmm. During one of these experiments with sleep learning in 1958, well, Bob, Bob Monroe had an unusual experience. He became paralyzed and experienced his whole body vibrating while this, like, phantom bright white light seemed to come from, like, the foot of his bed. Mm-hmm. And he was like, that was weird. But then it happened nine more times over the next few weeks, oh, and it culminated yeah. in Bob having an out-of-body experience. And, in fact, Bob Monroe was the first to use and popularize the term out-of-body experience, or OBE, uh, in his 1971 book, Journeys Out of the Body. Really? Yeah. This guy, he's a pioneer of all sorts of things. Yeah, he is. It's it's interesting because he does seem like just this nerd that was really interested in, in sound. Mm-hmm. So after that experience, Monroe became primarily interested in these altered states of consciousness and the applications of using sound to reach said states. I mean, states. yeah, you go out of your body once. I'm going to be like, whoa. Yeah. You're <laughs> how, gonna, do, how do I do that again? Yeah. You're going to want to check that out. Yeah, surely. Especially like that would be great. That'd be a great thing to have. Like you're just, you know, bored. I think I'm going to zoom up into hyperspace right now. Let me just, um, yeah, yeah. And you're, and you're gone. I hope I get there. (laughs) So in 1962, Bob moved to Virginia and changed the name of his company to Monroe Industries. Here, the research into acoustically generated altered states would continue in the form of the Gateway Program. The patent for his Hemisync technology was filed in 1975. Gateway Program took two forms, as an in-person retreat and training session and a series of tapes and later CDs for at-home training in the Gateway techniques. This is like, you know, you'd go to the Monroe Institute, like with, you know, you'd pay like a couple grand to go with like... Where was it? Virginia. Okay. And still is. And, you know, you and like 29 other people would basically just go through like this crash course in this shit where you'd spend like three days all day, every day, basically laying down and like learning how to to do this shit. You know, they say that that's a way better way to learn it, but you can still learn it with the tapes, which cost about $100 each for each one of the... I was going to say, so if you go there, I bet like... It's not free. It's you know? not free. Definitely no. not. You're going to have to pay to learn from the masters, right. and I'm sure it ain't cheap. And uh, even the CDs themselves, there's six of them. There's actually more now, and they literally cost $100 each. Yeah. However, I'm not going to— Unless gonna... you <laughs> wink, yeah, wink to a Google search. Ahem, ahem. I'm not going to condone any criminal activity, but, like, you can get them. Yeah. You can just fucking get them. <laughs> Indeed. I won't, I won't tell you which one I did, but— but you can get them. You can, you can get them. In 1985, Monroe Industries would split into the nonprofit Monroe Institute, which researches consciousness, and then the production company Monroe Products, which produces the expensive tapes mm-hmm. and CDs. And a lot of times, oh, if they're making money on it, it can't be real. Nah, I just kind of want to let you know that, like, they're fucking expensive. Like, don't buy them. Yeah. Unless I come back in like a couple weeks and be like, I learned how to see the past. Yeah. Like, <laughs> or like you're going to do like wave five and you're going to go up into the astral zone and you're going to run into Bob Monroe and he'll be like, I know you didn't pay. <laughs> 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 you motherfucker. Yeah, like they're waiting for you. Oh, man. Maybe that's where my string of like bad luck and technical difficulties has yeah, been coming right? from. So Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> so Bob Monroe died on March 17th, 1995. His children still run Monroe Products, and the Monroe Institute has a board of uh, fucking weirdos running the show now. And Family business, though. Yeah. How nice. But I kind of want to take a look at the board of the Monroe Institute. Let's just do gonna, it. Yeah. Because it's, it's, it's a little funny. MonroeInstitute.org for Consciousness Awakening. awakening. Our people. <laughs> they get me. Oh, look, and oh, on the website, they're all laughing. Yeah. yeah no, they're having a great time. Yep. I mean, honestly, in like Vice has written some articles about this, and like the people from the Monroe Institute seem like fucking lovely. Totally. And it's another one of those things like the cost can come from the fact that it is such a niche thing and it does cost money to develop. That's mm-hmm. it's the same reason like audio recording programs cost so much because like they're kind of a niche product. Yeah. And it's just like it's another thing, you know, you get trained in it. I see that they have, um, you know, a bunch of trainers on their website so yeah. i imagine like people go through some sort of certification program and then they can you know teach other people or whatever whatever yeah so like it's the the mission is helping people create more meaningful and joyful lives through the guided exploration of expanded consciousness and they write our trainers have a wide range of expertise and a great depth of personal experience and training assisting with personal development and consciousness studies but i like what they say after this their commitment to encouraging you to discover your own unique journey is a special characteristic of monroe trainers they do not profess 
profess to know all the answers, but rather work to empower you to find your own. As Bob Monroe often said, don't believe what I say, but go find out for yourself. And that's the like right that. attitude to have about this shit. I like man. that. Like, they're not going to tell you um, what to think. They're just right. going to give you skills to help you, you know. Decide yes. how you want to think. Yes. So on the board of directors, we have uh, Janet Reed. Dr. Janet Reed is the chair. She's a biologist by training. Uh, yeah, it's pretty normal. She's been a practicing Wait, intellectual property I'm, attorney since 1993. I'm looking at this, and I noticed— What did um, you notice? Like Bob Berenger, the research chair. It says he's an executive— lifestyle bulletproof coach and biohacker so like bulletproof if i'm not mistaken that's like i'm pretty sure it's an mlm like a multi-level marketing where they tell you to put butter in your coffee like bulletproof coffee is i mean I, yeah bulletproof coffee is just putting butter in your coffee yeah so he's a, a bulletproof coach <laughs> step one put the butter in your coffee Step yeah. two, drink oh, it. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if it's That's a, fun. an MLM or whatever, but like... And biohacker. Yeah, I was going to get to the... I was Hack starting... your b body by putting more butter in it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you know, start with Janet Reed, who like seemed a little normal. But then we get uh, like Stephanie Alexander. She's the Legal and Human Resources Chair, published editor of the Law Review. She's from the University of Chicago Law School. And the last sentence says, Stephanie is also an internationally known cryptocurrency enthusiast. Go, Stephanie, go. I mean, hell yeah. So am I, and not internationally... No, also not a lawyer. Also not a lawyer. Yeah, I just don't know why that's like at the end. It's just like it's a little weird. Esther Detour mm -hmm. uh, is a chartered accountant from South Africa. She has nearly 20 years of experience in global operational finance and accounting practices. She has been serving clients in a consulting role across various industries since 2015. Like it's just some weird people to have on the board. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. Well, I guess they need to have like experts in their field. Yeah. You know, they, they probably need to have like some non-spooky people. You know, just to help. Um, yeah. It's right. just, uh, I don't know. It's some of it. I've So I've, I've seen some boards for like CIA front organizations mm -hmm. before. It often looks like this. Yeah. It often yeah. looks like this. And then they have their trainers and blah, blah, blah. But let's, uh, let's get back to the document. Okay. We're back. I've switched my Google tab. Nice. So <laughs> something that's super interesting that I'd never heard before, but it shows up right away, is this like, it's a physical explanation for like altered states and like the Kundalini awakening. The Lieutenant Colonel mentioned this dude, Itzhak Bentov, right at the start. And Itzhak Bentov, I think we should do an episode about him in the future. He was an Israeli-American inventor, scientist without a degree, and mystic. Okay. Yeah, so he was one of the guys who invented Israel's first rocket, and then he also invented the steerable heart catheter and diet spaghetti. Wow, that's quite a resume. It's quite a resume. He was a legitimate, like, recognized scientist and dude, despite not having a fucking real degree, uh -huh. like, he, he actually kind of got around the system. <laughs> well, I think not having a degree can allow people... Who are, what's the word for people who are self-taught? There's like a word for it. Uh, it's like autodidact. Yeah. 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 Um, they'll think about things in different ways than someone who's classically trained, right. which can enable them to, you know, do things in new ways and find out different stuff. Right. Right. So yeah, like Itzhak Bentov was fascinated by consciousness and like, can consciousness overlap between two people? Like, can you have telepathy? Can, is there expanded consciousness? But he looked at it from this like purely physical way, like the mechanism for it. Yeah. And his idea was, and I'm going to blunder this. Okay. His explanation of the Kundalini awakening or Kundalini psychosis, which is where, you know, someone, the Kundalini energy that wraps around your spine in Hinduism. Yeah, your base. Yeah. They say that when the Kundalini awakens and you're not ready for it, it can drive people fucking crazy. And there's been all these yeah. like examples. Of I mean, just go on that. Reddit and type in like Kundalini awakening and yeah, <laughs> you'll yeah, yeah. see a bunch of people. So Itzhak Bentov's explanation for this was that the human heart has a frequency of vibration of, uh, you know, acoustic vibration. The heartbeat is a drum, right? Mm -hmm. It is an acoustic instrument. And you can use external vibration and chanting to create a resonance frequency with that signal that resonates mm -hmm. like down the spine and then like through your blood and then up back into the head and creates the standing wave around the um like liquid sacs around your brain yeah. that vibrate specific areas of your brain and trigger that conscious awakening that energy awakening and shit and i've just hmm. never heard that physical like macro physical explanation yeah. of that type of shit before right uh-huh very interesting that it's just very interesting it, is, yeah. it really I, is. I, I don't know what else to say about it yeah all i can say is just huh like well, i wonder what what that means for the future because that opens up so many different um possibilities of like yeah. i don't know i could see like is sound therapy a thing yes it, 
Yes. Okay. So this is from the document. The Bentov biomedical model, as described in a book by Lee Sanella, MD, entitled Kundalini Psychosis or Transcendence, states that the standing acoustical waves are the result of the altered rhythm of the heart sounds, which are occasioned by prolonged practice of meditation, and which set up sympathetic vibration in the walls of the fluid-filled cavities which comprise the third and lateral ventricles of the brain. In addition, according to Bentov, end quote, the states of bliss described by those whose Kundalini symptoms have completed the full loop along the hemispheres may be explained as a self-stimulation of the pleasure sensors in the brain caused by the circulation of a current along the sensory cortex. Bentov also notes that most of the described symptoms start on the left side of the body means that it is mostly a development occurring in the right hemisphere. Although normally a period of meditation involving intense concentration and practice for five years or some is required to, end quote, bring up the Kundalini. Bring up the Kundalini! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bentov states that exposure to mechanical or acoustical vibrations in the range of four to seven hertz cycles per second for protracted periods may achieve the same effect. Bentov cites as an example, repeated riding in a car whose suspension and seat combination produce that range of vibration or being exposed for long periods of time to these frequencies caused, for instance, by an air conditioning duct. He also notes that the cumulative effect of these vibrations may be able to trigger a spontaneous physio-kundalini sequence in susceptible people who have a particularly sensitive nervous system. This reminds me of the time that I heard the song, um, Who Put the Bomp? And it gave me a panic attack. Oh, like, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Who put the bomp in the bomp, a bomp, a bomp? One time I heard that song, I flipped out. I was like, <laughs> I, <laughs> like something about it, you know? I guess I have a particularly sensitive uh, nervous system. <laughs> I mean, maybe I do too. Cause it that gave definitely... me a spontaneous physio kundalini sequence. I can see it. Yeah. Who did put the bomp in the I don't bomp, know. Bomp, it wasn't bomp. me. <laughs> Who put the ram in the ramalama ding dong? <laughs> Who put the dip in the dip to dip to dip? <laughs> okay. So yeah, along with with that, like the the effects of sound and like binaural beats, that's the range that like those you know beats are in, like the the theta. Uh, alpha, beta. The alpha, theta. That's in that range. Yeah, I think usually our brains are in beta or alpha mode. Yeah, beta is the doing stuff. Alpha yep. is the thinking about stuff. Yeah. Theta is the hypnagogic, like about yeah, to trancy, drift off to sleep. Yeah. yeah. And then gamma is the like. Like monks, you know? In yeah. Deep meditation. Yeah, the theta, that's the theta yeah. state. And then gamma is the like, you're doing something you love with all the intensity in the world is, mm -hmm. is uh, gamma. That's like the flow state. Oh, I want to be gamma. Yeah. All unfortunately, the time. like those. Uh, the tones for the gamma that's like so fucking like it's a way yeah. faster vibration so it's just these high-pitched fucking tones that are just like kind of yeah painful yeah kind of painful so along with uh, that there's also biofeedback as another way that the gateway process does its shit mm -hmm. biofeedback is basically and that this is a technique that is more and more making its way into like every magical system. Um, anyone who yeah. does like any sort of like magical process knows this one. It's probably the most popular and probably most useful technique in like the modern Western esoteric tradition. Biofeedback is using your analytical left brain to visualize a desired result. And then with the right brain, the creative mind, feeling as though the result has already been fulfilled. Yes. And, then you and then you catch that feeling that yeah. the right brain gives and then you're able then you use the left brain to call it back up and shit okay and this dude doesn't like they're not talking about necessarily like the feeling of getting a bunch of money or something but like the feeling of calm the feeling of confidence shit right. like that how or would like you... the feeling of how would you feel if you had a bunch of money probably not worried probably like pretty right. relaxed like just encompass that I, I remember one time I watched a video um, on YouTube that was titled like how to do telepathy successfully and I'm like let's watch it yeah <laughs> and the advice given was you know if you're trying to send a specific person a message don't imagine the message that you're trying to send them imagine how they'll feel or how they would feel if they were to receive that message from you so like say right. you want to let someone know from a distance like hey thinking about you love you think of, imagine that you're that person and they're feeling like loved by you yeah and yeah, yeah, yeah. you know that was the i don't know does that work right yeah <laughs> who, knows, who knows if that works but uh, that is like yeah. That's the fucking that like that's that's the essence of all like modern magical practice yes. is that idea. So with these two things and also hypnosis, um, these yeah. tapes are also like hypnosis tapes, and you can probably just one speak. of my favorite things. Yeah, ever. you can definitely speak more to that than than I yeah. can. That's how the gateway process does its shit. The hemisync technology 
is, you know, these sound waves and shit that they describe what it does to human consciousness. They describe it in terms of a lamp versus a laser, where, you know, in normal states, like human consciousness is a lamp. It's just, you know, going in every which direction or whatever. Yeah. And when you synchronize the two hemispheres, you can turn that into a laser that can then burn holes in the fabric yeah. of reality. Yeah. I'm, I'm imagining like how a lamp, you know, kind of has like a bunch of light all around it. And then all of that light just like gets centered and... Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, this is from the document again. Although hemisync seems to be rather rare and of only short duration in ordinary human consciousness, Melissa Yeager states that, quote, audio techniques developed by Bob Monroe can induce and sustain hemisync with the Institute's basic Focus 3 tapes. She also notes that studies conducted by Elmer and Alice Green at the Medin... Menninger Foundation have shown that a subject with 20 years of training in Zen meditation could consistently establish hemisync at will, sustaining it for over 15 minutes. Uh, okay. Doctors- Is that like a husband-wife duo? I don't know. I didn't look into them. Well, good for them. Yeah. Dr. Stuart uh, Twemlow... A psychiatrist and a research associate of Monroe Institute reports that, and quote, in our studies of the effect of the Monroe tape systems on brain waves, we have found that the tapes encourage the focusing of brain energy into a narrower and narrower, narrower frequency band. This focusing of energy is not unlike the yoga concept of one-pointedness, which mm-hmm. we, we may translate in Western terms as single-mindedness. So uh, Dr. Twemlow goes on to observe that as the individual gets into the tapes beyond focus three, quote, there is a gradual increase in brainwave size, which is a measure of brain energy or power. So like, that, does that mean that they're, waves are more intense like they're showing more activity in their brain so this is a very interesting thing that we're going to get into remember when i was talking about like this lieutenant colonel like explaining the nature of god and the nature of reality yes this weirdly connects to that okay so first before you understand this you have to understand that the universe is a hologram that one part contains obviously. the right, obviously. I mean, to me, I don't I don't know what he means by that, but when I hear the universe is a hologram, I, my brain says, "Well, yeah, we're all just like hallucinating our reality all the time," you know? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You know? That well, so he means it like uh, literally in that uh, a hologram is a thing where one part contains the entire whole. Yeah. So he uses a, an, another example from Itzhak Bentov. Here, uh, here's the lieutenant colonel. The concept of a hologram can be most easily understood by using an example cited by Bentov in which he asked the reader to visualize a bowl full of water into which three pebbles are dropped. Visualize it, listener. Um, visualize it. Visualize it, Willa. Yeah, the pebbles are going blip, blip, blip. As the ripples created by the simultaneous entry of the three pebbles radiate outwards towards the rim of the bowl, Bentov further asked the reader to visualize that the surface of the water is suddenly flash frozen so that the ripple pattern is preserved instantly. Ooh. Okay. The ice is removed, leaving the three pebbles now laying at the bottom of the bowl. Then the ice is exposed to a powerful, coherent source of light, such as a laser. The result will be a three-dimensional model or representation of the position of the three pebbles suspended in midair. Because you can, you know, recreate where they were from the result and shit because Uh the action is sort of the same as the the result. Uh, Holograms are capable of encoding so much detail that, for example, it is possible to take a holographic projection of a glass of swamp water and view it under magnification to see small organisms not visible to the naked eye when the glass of water itself is examined. The whole concept of holography, despite its scientific implications, has only been known to the physicists since the underlying mathematical principles were worked out by Dennis Gaber in 1947. He later won a Nobel Prize for his work. Cool. So, yeah. I mean, so I wonder, like... I wonder what these people would have to say about like Kanye West getting Kim Kardashian a hologram of her dad and programming it to tell her like, and by the way, I love Kanye. He's a great guy. Wait, (laughs) wait. This happened. This happened? Yeah. This really happened. Oh my God. It's so consistently hard to be a Kanye West fan. I know. (laughs) But it hasn't broken me yet. So, you know, of course he had to, you know, dip his fingers into the hologram Mm -hmm. world. How weird of him. Yeah. <laughs> so, of further importance is the fact that even if we dropped our frozen hologram of the ripple pattern on the floor and broke it into a number of pieces, each individual piece would recreate the entire holographic image all by itself, right? Mm, okay. Yeah. That, I'll like, go that, with that, it. Yeah, like that's the thing. That's what a hologram is. Like it doesn't matter how big of a thing you're looking at. Like yeah. each part from every size contains the encoding of the whole thing. Yeah. So that's the as above, so below shit in magic. Mm-hmm. That you can do something to a small level and it has the ripples, like it'll ripple out that same idea throughout yeah. every fucking uh, size category or whatever the fuck. 
the whole way mm-hmm. through every turtle. So that's like in wave two threshold, there's like a, a process in the gateway experience called uh, patterning, where Bob Monroe asks you to think, like visualize your physical body and like how you would like it to be, your ideal physical body, and then project that image, that conception. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if that, you could be that. Okay. Yeah. But you just, <laughs> but you just have to like go into a trance and then project yeah, the feeling of being it. a unicorn out into the furthest, furthest reaches of your consciousness and slowly you will grow a horn on your head. Oh my God. He doesn't say that, but I'm saying that. Could happen. Could happen. We'll see. <laughs> or you just like get some weird fucking I just start like, neighing and like running around on all fours. And you just get like some weird like cyst or yeah. something right at the top of your forehead. <laughs> I have a pimple on my forehead right now. Oh, so shit. I'm halfway there. <laughs> halfway there already. We'll see what it becomes. Well, yeah, because time's not linear either. You, yeah. Like, you, you, that's this the future. This pimple is my unicorn yeah. horn. <laughs> I just can't see it in this dimension. <laughs> <laughs> So, the universe is a hologram. You're just going to have to go yeah. with us on that. I'm not going to explain it any, any more than that. I don't understand this that much. I don't expect you to. <laughs> yeah, um, go with just it. Just go with it. The universe is a hologram, and uh, the, the universe is also composed of interacting energy fields, some at rest and some in motion. It is, in and of itself, one gigantic hologram of unbelievable complexity. According to the theories of Carl Pribben, Pribrim. Pribram, a neuroscientist at Stanford University, and David Bohm, a physicist at the University of London. The human mind is also a hologram, which attunes itself to the universal hologram by the medium of energy exchange, thereby deducing meaning and achieving the state which we call consciousness. With respect to these states of expanded or altered consciousness, such as Gateway uses, process operates in the following way. As energy passes through the various aspects of the universal hologram and is perceived by the electrostatic fields which comprise the human mind, the holographic images being conveyed are projected upon those electrostatic fields of the mind and are perceived or understood to the extent that the electrostatic field is operating at a frequency and amplitude that can harmonize with and therefore read the energy carrier wave pattern passing through it. Changes in the frequency and amplitude of the electrostatic field which comprises the human mind determines the configuration and hence the character of the holographic energy matrix which the mind projects to intercept meaning directly from the holographic transmissions of the universe. Okay. A lieutenant colonel wrote this. Uh, That sounds like a really, like, wordy way of saying that, like, your thoughts influence your perception. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah. Yep. Okay, cool. Fucking nailed it. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> yeah. So to go back to your uh, your earlier statement about... um, Who put the bomb? Who put the bomb? Because I don't want to talk about it again. <laughs> it's too traumatizing for me. <laughs> no, increasing the power of brainwaves. Yeah. So after more wordiness, mm-hmm. this dude talks about how, you know, there's this absolute base energy field of reality that, you know, we can call the absolute or you can call God. The absolute. Yeah. That sounds like... Um, I don't know. That that sounds like a a show that would be on Hulu. Yeah, it does. <laughs> yeah, we can does. <laughs> yeah, the absolute or the all like it's basically God and he goes on source. To, to say I like, the source. I like source. Yes, the like the zero point energy matrix that makes up all of reality at the mm-hmm. very, very base level. And there's this number in in math called the Planck constant, right? Without getting too much into the weeds, it's one of the like smallest units of coherence in the universe. Maybe I should get into the weeds a tiny bit. A little bit. Yeah. I know I've heard like the word Planck before, as in like Max Planck? Yes. Planck units are a set of units of measurement defined exclusively in terms of four universal physical constraints in such a matter that these physical constraints take on the numerical value of one when expressed in terms of these units. I don't understand that. I don't know math. I didn't go to a great school. Yeah. <laughs> no, dude, the more, the older I get, the more I realize how interested I am in math. And I realize I Me just too, don't but have, I'm so illiterate in I, Exactly. I don't yeah. have the fundamental concepts. Like I find myself going through Wikipedia page just to like understand what this term means. Like and I long get division one, like, is hard for me. So I think it's just because we don't have the we yeah. weren't taught well. No, because I'm interested in math too. Me it's, too. It's like a puzzle. It's a language in and of itself. Yeah. I just I can't. I don't speak it. Regardless of how stupid we are. Regardless. <laughs> regardless. <laughs> so yeah, the the Planck unit, the Planck constant is. I'm thinking of the right way to say this. Without without going too much into the weeds, because we're not going to go too much into the weeds. Unless it's that 420 weeds. Yeah. <laughs> Baby. I, I didn't go to the weed store today. Yeah, I don't Sorry. have any either. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fucking dirt. Yeah, without like, getting into the weeds. Yeah, yeah we can't. Yeah, we can't. We're, we're we both can't out. even. We'd be able to explain this better if we could. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but like the plank distance is sort of the smallest 
the, the smallest level of distance where things fucking make sense in the universe, where you can have like subatomic particles that are still remain like particles and shit. Mm-hmm. It's, um, yeah, it's the, it's the, it's the size scale that meaning happens afterwards below that the ideas of meaning and break down and that's where you get like the fucking quantum weird shit going on right okay yeah so meaning is something that is applied by humans yes the the universe yes. itself like that's true is lacking of meaning i, th- I think right? I, I should have said like coherent structure yeah well i was thinking like as, if, to the if, fundamental laws of physics as okay because i was thinking like meaning on a, a scale level when you said that i was imagining like we can apply meaning to things but when they get so small and so abstract yeah. we no longer have explanations that can make sense yeah it, I mean, it kind of just yeah. looks like chaos yeah, yeah yeah that's uh, yeah that, i think that's kind of uh yeah that's kind of yeah. so this lieutenant colonel goes on to cite some research and talk about some ideas that like okay so if consciousness is connected to the brain waves that we produce in our brains the alpha beta theta mm-hmm. whatever those waves are sine waves so it's just that smooth curve up and down right yeah and at each peak and trough of that curve like where it starts to reverse directions again mm-hmm. there's a point at which the like the 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 rest like that very peak and that very trough um the like the distance of that wave from like you know zero to 100 or negative 100 becomes smaller it's an infinitesimally small time that this happens like you know you can't even it doesn't even make sense to describe how small this is yeah but there's a point in time where that brain wave becomes a shorter distance than the plank length at that moment it clicks out of normal existence and joins the absolute the everything god right got it so this dude goes on to say that you know if you can tighten up these like increase the frequency of these brain waves mm-hmm. you know so much that you you're essentially increasing the number of click out points right yeah you can get to a point where you might have more click out points than clicked in points right mm-hmm. and that could be like the true transcendent union with god bullshit yeah right yeah again another like supremely physical explanation for transcendent and religious states right so yeah like the it it clicks out right the Mm -hmm. consciousness clicks out um and this is like this is how the lieutenant colonel uh, talks about that now that we have postulated the legitimacy of the assertion that the energy forms which compose consciousness can move beyond the time-space dimension we need to turn our attention to the energy forms which inhabit those dimensions between time-space and the absolute in so doing we may better perceive the form that and quote, reality assumes when we encounter it in those intermediate dimensions. In this context, Bentov tells us that, quote, the causal relationship between events breaks down. Movements become jerky rather than smooth. Time and, sma- time and space may become grainy or chunky. Perhaps a piece of space can be traversed by a particle of matter in any direction without necessarily being synchronized with a piece of time. In short, a pair of events will occur in either time or space, that pair not being connected causally, but by a random fluctuation. It sounds like the dream is what I Yeah, no, to me totally. Like I was thinking about how like the other night um, I was watching a movie, but also like I, I half fell asleep and the dialogue in the movie, suddenly I had this like vision of it was like a horror movie the like villain in the movie was a worker at subway and he was like trying to get someone's order but he was just like screaming at them and (laughs) i know and then i woke back up and i was like what the fuck was that (laughs) like do you ever feel like you just like tap into moments in people's lives or something when you just have these little flashes of like what was that yeah 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 definitely yeah I've never put it like that before, but I I know exactly what you're feeling. Like you close your eyes and you just see like a scene of something. Yeah. For me, um, I I remember one time I closed my eyes and I was at this diner and at the little booth where people, you know, sit and get their coffee and, you know, order a slice of pie or whatever. I was standing there waiting to be seated and a woman was getting up from her seat and she turned around and like made eye contact with me and... I, it just felt like such a real moment, almost like for a split second in time, I was looking through someone else's eyes and experiencing what they were experiencing. Interesting. You ever felt that? Not, not quite like that. Not that drastic where I felt like I was like yeah. looking through someone else's eyes, mm-hmm. but I've definitely like experienced flashes of, you know, feelings, images and shit that had fucking nothing to do with where I was, what I was thinking about yeah. any context in my life whatsoever. Right. Sucks that like... <laughs> 
that like DMT is illegal because I feel like no, I, there should be studies on what it does to people's brains. Yeah, like, absolutely. I would love to know what their brain waves are like when they smoke it because like they go to the source. I sometimes. think people are doing that. Yeah, there are people doing that. But like, I also think we should put some. We shouldn't just discount the idea that there is like an absolute or like you know we can't. Dis- yeah. We shouldn't throw away the idea of God. Like. Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, but not Jesus but Christ. But not Jesus Christ because he's he, not our God. He's a fake bitch, but. <laughs> um, excuse me. He's a fake bitch. Okay. <laughs> he's a fake ass bitch. Jesus wasn't real. Jesus wasn't real. Jesus was an alien. Definitely believe he was an alien more than Jesus he is a Jungian archetype. What is Jesus? Christ. That's my other podcast. What is. What is Jesus? Listen to What is Jesus coming this summer. <laughs> <laughs> I joined the Mormon church. Oh, they don't even believe in Jesus, do they? No, it's the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Oh, you're right. Yeah. They don't believe in Jesus in the same way, though. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He was just one of one okay. of many. Yeah. And then, so after explaining, like, what union with God actually is, then this dude goes on to talk about, like, the Taurus shape of the universe and how, like, that's this, like— infinite spiral donut yeah yeah the spinning <laughs> the spinning the way of spinning donut. yeah 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 it's just donut the spinning donut that goes out in like more directions than we can yeah. account for in euclidean geometry mm-hmm. and uh you know he talks about this like spiral shape that shows up throughout oh yeah this is when he's about to talk about this it gets into the missing page that people were didn't it get released it got released this last week that's why it's in um Yay! yeah and that's the page where he talks about how like this spiral shape has been depicted in all these religious works Viral of marketing for Uzumaki. <laughs> what? <laughs> Uzumaki? Yeah, I mean, Spiral. Ah. Um, you know Junji Ito, the horror oh. manga guy? No. Uh, well, he has a manga called Uzumaki. There's also a live-action movie based on it, but there is an animated movie coming out soon. Okay. <laughs> that... It's, it's like a scary story. It's a girl that like just notices spirals everywhere and then realizes like the universe is a spiral and you can't escape spirals. And, okay. You know, we, you know, yeah. I like it. Yeah. I'm fucking with it. I'll see that. Hell yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That would just be funny. The CIA is doing viral marketing. For... That's 1983. <laughs> yes. Hell yeah. They just released this page. They're like, here you go, Uzumaki. I hope you, you do great. Get a yeah. lot of views. Yeah, no, but the, uh, they they found the page. Like, it was this kind of thing, like, there's this missing page. Like, what secrets does it have? I mean, they just lost it. Like, it's, it is yeah. the spookiest page, but it's they it's not that spooky. Okay. It just talks about like the religious significance of this stuff and like how mm-hmm. all like mystics have been tapped. Like this dude says like, yeah, mystics have been tapped into this very idea since the start. Like in every culture you see the same yeah. representation. Yeah. Like the cosmic serpent. Or, Exa- like, exactly. You know? He talks about that. The egg, the fucking, the tree of life. Yeah. The, all of these things. And I mean, I love it because it's, it's something, uh, it's a tree I've been barking up like my whole life. Like the comparative religion stuff, the idea that, you know, yeah, that there they is, all tap into the same thing. That there is something to tap into, you know? No, I've, yeah. I've, I've really been interested in it's just really funny to me to see this lieutenant colonel just lay it down mm-hmm. I don't know I can't get over it uh, do you think like his perception of the world changed after this or do you think he just like I don't know was like yep whatever I'm sure I'm sure it did yeah I mean I would hope so yeah right Unless he just, like, doesn't believe any of it. But, like, why, you know, I don't know. I have to imagine if, if I spent a bunch of time, like, looking into this, compiling data from a scientific standpoint, that I would be left thinking, huh, <laughs> hmm, maybe reality isn't what I think it is. You know, I, yeah, I don't know. But it's fun to think about. It is fun to think about. It's super fun to think about. Oh, look at this Taurus. Damn. Damn, look at that Taurus. Look the at white that hole, Taurus. the nucleus. Yeah, I really. Except if, you're a Pisces, but. Yeah. Taurus, <laughs> Taurus rising. Yes. Taurus look at that. Rising. Part Taurus. <laughs> so if you're at all interested in this stuff, if this strikes in your, I really highly, highly recommend taking a look at this document. Cause, and like, cause I just can't do it justice. I would just be reading it for fucking four hours mm-hmm. to you. So like take a fucking look at it. It's super cool in a way that so much of the other CIA psychics shit is not. Yeah. Um, like it. it the money shots are in here. Right. You know? <laughs> but now, I think uh, I want to talk about, like, what listening to this shit is actually like. Finally. Finally. Because <laughs> I want to hear about <laughs> okay, it. Okay, cool. So, yeah, I, I I actually downloaded... Shit, I almost incriminated myself. <laughs> <laughs> no, I got these fucking things, um, like, a little over a year ago. And uh, I, I was going through, like, a, a phase. Uh-huh. Let's call it. 
Yeah. Um, I was trying to get out of my body and go somewhere else. Yeah, I didn't like it here. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I wanted to see like what, what it was all about. So I got so far, I have made it into the middle of wave three out of six. It's been slow going. Yeah. There's only so much you can you can take. Life gets busy. Life gets busy. And the thing is that like, so I'm going to, I'm going to play the start of one of these tapes okay. right now. One time. A stanch on millennium. <laughs> yeah. Just drop fucking Corey <laughs> Feldman up in that piece. Yeah. That's what wave six is. It's Ascension millennium. Oh God. That would be the best joke of all time. If it just, someone just <laughs> threw that in there in the yeah. fucking torrented copy. <laughs> This folly piece of shit. They're on to me. It's because you're not being nice to it. Yeah. You say, please, it'll work. Move now into your preparatory process. First, your energy conversion box. Use this. Wow. Then follow with your. It starts off with a lot of uh, C sounds and shit. Next, yeah, the white noise. Energy and then. Then start your affirmation beginning. I'm more than my physical body. Mm. Then go on to focus 10, and I will join you there. Which you've already learned in wave one. He names the different states of consciousness, like focus 10, focus 12, like, okay. which is just totally sort of arbitrary. Again, it, this is his like aviation enthusiast yeah. shit, right? So I'm going to... Using the word like focus for a meditative process is funny to me too. Yes. Okay. So your resonant tuning that you have to do, and they say you can't just like pretend to do this. You have to, um, you have to actually do it. You have to hum the fucking, these tones that you're, you're about to hear. Love it. Homer sing. All right. And uh, okay, let's hear him. Oh, I'm feeling something. Oh. They don't stay on the same note. I'll say that. It's hard to go along with it when you. It is. You know. You start to get that warble, that like binaural beat warble. Uh, I'm not going to do this to you guys for any longer. Yeah, um, I could do it forever. Oh no, I will. Like, oh, yeah. I'll, fucking, I'll sing that shit. I feel like I'll be doing that before bed and my mom will knock on my door like, are you okay? Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> what are you doing in there? So then this is, here's some uh, like instruction. Doing and being exactly as you desire. This is that patterning. First, create a pattern. Think of your physical body. Think of your physical body. Think of the pattern that you would like your physical body to be. Build it. Make it stronger and stronger. More and more. Unicorn horn. It's growing out of my head. Now in focus ten. Here's a simple way to reduce emotion. Have rainbow fur. <laughs> Whenever you consciously desire to reduce. All right, fuck this one. I'm going to color breathing. <laughs> you think it's white noise, but it's actually just Bob over the mic going yeah, right. like this <laughs> for like an hour. Close your eyes. Inhale deeply with your physical lungs. Hold your breath for a moment. And think of the calming, cleansing energy of green. When you do this, and then exhale your breath slowly, the calming, cleansing green energy will slowly and surely push all excess and harmful emotional charges down through your physical body and out through the soles of your feet, leaving your entire system, your entire self, calm and confident strong and serene the more you perform this exercise the easier and more effective it will become
Okay. Okay, so, word. Yeah, I will so that's say, a lot of stuff like that. I followed along with that. I mm-hmm. closed my eyes and I thought about green. And I will say behind my eyelids, I did see like like a swirling green sphere. Just word? The, yeah. Yeah. Like that's an example of something that, that shit will work. Mm-hmm. That I've done that work. before, yeah. like in therapy. Um, one of the things that, I don't know if my therapist suggested this or I read it in like one of my little self-help books. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> that like when you are very angry, something that you can do to help yourself calm down is imagine that you are breathing in the color blue and exhaling the color red and like getting that red out of your body. Yeah. And like that is something that actually um, does work and is helpful for me. Yeah, absolutely. So color breathing, that's pretty legit. Yeah, definitely. You know, even the stuff about like um, the energy conversion box, which is are you supposed to like visualize yourself putting, you know, your negative energy into there and like you know shutting it away before you do the exercise yeah. and stuff like the, all those visualization exercises I imagine how do you imagine your energy conversion box like what does it look like in Pirate your treasure chest Okay. Yeah. Mine's um a jack in the box totally. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> Word, hell yeah. I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. That's what my head brought up for my energy conversion box. Fuck yeah. Yeah. And like um this motherfucker will do things that like tell you to remember things that you haven't learned yet. Is that like a hip- hypnosis like trick? I mean, have you ever had dreams where like um I've had dreams where I was studying for a a test or a class that I wasn't taking, but then two years later, I would be taking that class and be like, oh, oh, oh yeah. Yeah, fuck yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is more like techniques, like move by the method you have learned, but you haven't learned the method. Like oh, shit okay. like that, that like gets you like off center uh, in, a, in a weird way. It teaches you to, I guess, trust your intuition. I think it's kind of getting you into a susceptible state. Yeah, that's... Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I think that this is... But like, yeah, there's the trusting nothing... intuition. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And also like... I guess you just have to like trust the process too. Yeah. Even though you're not really certain what that means. Yeah. Like, well, okay. Um, yep. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess I'll find out at some point. So yeah, each one you have to like, you know, do the energy conversion box, then the resonant tuning, and then you start your affirmation, which is, uh, I am more than my physical body because I am more than my physical matter. I deeply desire to expand, to experience, to know, to understand, to control, to use such greater energies and energy systems as may be beneficial and constructive to me and to those near and close to me. Also, I deeply desire the help and cooperation, the assistance, the understanding of those individuals whose wisdom, development and experience are equal or greater than my own. It's a great affirmation. It is. And I, I think it's really interesting that a lot of the like the language, it's like legalese. It's like you can't misinterpret it, mm-hmm. which is like a, a very interesting thing. I wonder if it's like to, in order to like not program the subconscious wrong or some yeah. shit. I also I'm like looking at the first page mm-hmm. or the first couple pages of wave one. And I like that it says music, verbal guidance and subtle sound effects are combined with hemisync signals to strengthen their effectiveness. These recordings contain no subliminal messages. You're always yeah. in control. I think that's really important of them yeah. to acknowledge there. Like oh, yeah. if you're hearing anything in the white noise you know we didn't put it there you are in control like it says there is only one basis that you seriously consider the gateway affirmation at the least a possibility that you are more than your physical body that you can you can and do exist in energy systems that are not limited to time space that you can and do communicate with intelligence beyond your physical consciousness call it what you will like that the only basis is that you just have to consider it a possibility yeah and like so that's another example of like it's all cool like it's all mm-hmm. it, none of it is fucked in any in any way like it, they right. they hit the right There's nothing notes. like dangerous. No, not at all. This. There's nothing <laughs> culty or like yeah it does say like don't listen while you're driving or operating heavy equipment can you imagine like some (laughs) (laughs) some fucking roughneck in a in a in a caterpillar just trying to dig up a parking lot just Mm -hmm. well listening to (laughs) (laughs) and it also says like you know, to consult your physician if you have any a tendency towards seizures, auditory disorders, or adverse mental conditions, which I like, I really love the idea of going to my doctor and being like, hey, I'm thinking about doing this program to expand my consciousness and sync the spheres of my brain. What do you think about that? I think my doctor would be like, okay, cool. Like, That's fine. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Why are you telling me this? <laughs> I said, I've only done the first three waves, uh, wave one discovery, wave two threshold and wave three. What is three freedom? Yeah. Adventure. Adventure. Yes. It's, uh, 
later on in like five and six where that's when you get freedom that's when you get like <laughs> that's when they teach the astral projection apparently or the ability to see into the past or the future to experience the past and future all the wild shit i have not gotten there yet so i can't speak to it fucking at all mm-hmm. but you know i've been like a daily meditator for i've been meditating daily for years now um it really helps me not fucking lose my mind and panic and get all neurotic and crazy and shit yeah at the very least, these recordings, I've reached deeper meditative states absolutely listening to this shit than just on my own. Whether that's oh, yeah. psychosomatic or whatever, uh, placebo or whatever I the mean, fuck doesn't really even matter. Even if it's psychosomatic or placebo, that still means that it works. Right, exactly. You know? And uh, I, there's one technique they teach you to, uh, it's a problem-solving technique. And basically, like he, once he programs it into you, when you need to, uh, to remember something or solve a problem, you just like... Put your put your fingers on your forehead and just say the number two in your mind, and you'll remember the thing. Okay. That shit works. That's hypnosis. Yeah. They're just implanting a hypnotic trigger. Yeah. In like you. I've used that to remember shit now, and I can. Yeah. It actually fucking works. It's crazy. Awesome. I've done a little bit of the like the first stages of the astral projection stuff. That stuff's very interesting. The last one I did was the track called Vectors, where it's basically like orientation in the astral. Oh yeah, I was sense. scrolling through and it was like, now imagine like there's a clock around you and yes. on top of you is twelve and to your left is three, to your right is nine, and now imagine the clock shifts so that three's in front of you. Yes, yes. Like that's cool. Yeah, and like I, I definitely like even if I was just imagining it like was able to imagine way better than ever before, like the what it would feel like to be floating like a few feet above my body and then like rotating around my room. And like, I could definitely, it like, I definitely at least tricked myself into feeling like my like body spinning. was like above me and, yeah. you know, in a weird angle and, and, and stuff like that. I'd like to, you know. Do you ever get that, like that blast off feeling like where like you're vibrating really hard and it feels like you're about to have an out of body experience? No, I have not had the vibration. So for a while I was trying to teach myself astral projection and part of that involves like uh, you have to like set different alarms so that you are exactly in the right sleep state. Okay. Um, so that like you fulfill at least two sleep cycles before. So you go to bed and then you kind of, you wake yourself up like after like four and a half hours of sleeping. Yeah. Yeah. And then you like do your little meditation stuff and you try to like get back to sleep, but not like all the way asleep. Okay. Um, Into that like hypnagogic state. Yeah. 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 Um, and so when I was doing that, and eventually it just became too much of a bitch to like have to wake myself up in the middle of the night. Uh, and like, you know, I'm like, why? This is. It's a lot of effort. Yeah, it's a lot. But I, I would start to, you know, I, it felt like I was getting ready for blast off. Yeah, yeah. Like my body, it. It felt uncomfortable. It felt like all of my cells were like vibrating like crazy, like the etheric body within me, like wanted to escape my That's fucking crazy. But it was like, it was almost so uncomfortable that I was like, I want to stop because like I, I was, I wasn't able to let it be free. Yeah. 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 Um, but I certainly could feel like it wanting to leave and like shaking me. Cool. Yeah. I, I get, um, I have exploding head syndrome. If you ever heard of that? Yes. Yeah. That, uh, a lot of times, like, uh, if I'm laying in bed, like, on my back or – especially on my back or, like, on one side, like, I'll get this – if – it's not really an explosion, but it's almost, like, a fucking huge electric shock. Yeah. Like, through my head that yeah. doesn't, like, hurt, but it's, like, an electric shock. It It's really, really unpleasant. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, like – I've been trying to train myself to not be so anxious going to sleep, but yeah. I, I have been for, like, years because, like, I just don't know when that's going to happen. Right? It I've sucks. had that before, too, where, like, I'll get hypnagogic hallucinations, and usually it's whispering in my ear, which can be, like, really freaky if you're trying to fall asleep. Oh, yeah. One time, the voice was, like, it's, it said, like, stop it. Oh, God. <laughs> and I was, like, fuck you. I was right about to fall asleep. Stop it. <laughs> that's the worst. I know. And then I was, like, almost afraid to fall back asleep because I was, like, I don't want to experience that again. So I get what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. So-, so I Googled astral projection vibration just to make sure I'm not, like, crazy. And that is something that people experience, apparently. Yeah. I mean, that's what, that's the first, that's the thing that started with Bob Monroe's investigations into this stuff was that he started vibrating and shit. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All yeah, right. They happened I'm nine times something. before he uh, 
actually had his first uh, out-of-body experience, and that's uh-huh. what started the Monroe Institute. Okay. Was that very experience, yeah. Alrighty. Yeah. So, yeah, at this point, like, I, I would say that it's, so far, only three discs in, um... I've, I've found it to be a very, very useful meditation tool. And I've definitely had some cool, I've had cool experiences that I would like to repeat. However, I have not gotten to the point where they teach you superpowers yet. I don't know if those superpowers exist, but I will report back when I finish those. Me too. Hell yeah. I, I'm going to have to start. I know. This. Yeah, I can't be the only one here how, with superpowers. How long are the tapes? Like 30, 45 minutes or 30 what? to 45 minutes each. That's very doable. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's the gateway. That's the experience gateway experience. So the gateway far. process so far, and yeah, I just think it's a it's a it's a it's a cohesive, complete, and doesn't strike me as problematic in any way. Yeah, investigation into the spookier side of things that the military took very seriously. They sent the army intelligence sent people there twice to be trained uh, in seventy five and seventy eight, and. Uh, yeah, it's worth looking into. Check out the document and um Totally. I also I like that this is kind of like a a western meditation practice that isn't yes. being like a culture vulture to like other <laughs> yeah, meditative yeah, yeah. practices. This is kind of like, you know, something that's a bit new and also like uniquely American, which yeah. is just interesting to me. Yeah. Oh yeah, his like aviation terminal like your resonant energy balloon, mm-hmm. he calls it the rebal. Like <laughs> yeah. that's that's some air traffic controller bullshit. Energy balloon, like literally a balloon. It's uh like your energy field like he like oh, okay. it, it's it's all the same shit from like other western like esoteric just different systems. Words, just yeah. his own terms cuz he came up with like it's like he fucking it discovered it himself. Yeah, well, it's like how there's how many fucking different names for God. Right, exactly. It's the same thing. And you would expect, like, if this shit does exist, then people would come up with their own names for it. Indeed. Like, they have everything else in the world. Fuck yeah. So, yeah. Fucking hum yourself some some weird shit and uh, do it for Uncle Sam. I don't know. And imagine your (laughs) your perfect body pattern. Yeah. At the very least, it's awesome sound design, and I love that shit. So, Mm -hmm. hell yeah, Bob Monroe. Okay. All right, guys. Well, that's that for today. It's been a pleasure. It's been a pleasure as always. Remember to uh, leave us a review if you'd like. Subscribe, yes. all that good stuff. Tell your friends if you think someone would like what we do. Tell your enemies to too. Tell your fucking enemies too. Yeah, let me add them. Let me add them. <laughs> and uh, follow us on all the bullshit um, at the Nonsense Bazaar. Yes, indeed. Yes. All right. Take care. Be well, guys. Bye.